imposing grandeur, the quality or state of being impressive or awesome. purpose of studying theology or reading books, it's, it's not to gain our own intellect, but rather it is to bring us to Him. Because when you see how holy and how majestic our Creator is, the more you worship Him. He is our imposing grandeur. Hello, and welcome back to Imposing Grandeur Radio. I am joined today by my lovely and terrific co-hosts, Alexa and Avery. Hello. Hello, everybody. As is customary, what are you guys drinking today? Oh, my goodness, Annie. (laughs) I had no idea you'd ask this. (laughs) I am drinking an orange spice tea. I feel like I was drinking this last time. Maybe not. But... What is inside of the cup is not nearly as impressive as what is on the outside of the cup. That oh. <laughs> sounds really like <laughs> strange. Like sounds like commercial. Strange, kind of like really inspirational almost. Kind of like don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I'm going to put that on like my profile pic or like my bio. Be like, anyway. Um. So I am drinking from a fellow Carter Move mug. It is in their new edition colors. It is this beautiful shade of red, and it was gifted to me by Avery for my birthday. Wow. Love it. <laughs> and I have to I have to put a note that I they both know me, Annie and Avery, so well that they both actually got me this cup. <laughs> in the Avery, same color. <laughs> same color, same size, and Annie's is in my room in a box because I have to return it. But... <laughs> Um, yes, I am. I love this cup. So a little plug in for fellow move mugs. If you are a coffee drinker, if you're just a hot and cold drinker at all, which is pretty much everybody, (laughs) um, you should look up fellow move mugs. They're the best and I love them. And I am a sponsor. No, I'm not sponsored, but I should be. I wish we were. Hey, I have like, I've sold so many of their move mugs. I feel like I should get some sort of a royalty, just like I feel like Amazon should pay me for being named Alexa. But I, I just, none of those things will happen. But anyway, <laughs> a- Avery, what are you drinking? Are you drinking anything? Well, I wish I could be as exciting as you and talk about my mug, but I am just drinking water. So very boring. Wow. <laughs> what if fellow sponsored imposing grandeur? Like, honestly, that'd be that's cool. what I'm saying. You that know, like Squarespace cool. or whatever sponsors some podcast. Like, Fellow, if you're listening to this, I would not mind opening up Imposing Grandeur saying, drinking from a fellow move mug, you should get one. <laughs> Code Alexa for 10% off. <laughs> one day. We're thinking future here, so who knows? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking like right. next week. That's <laughs> <laughs> still the future, though. But That's Annie, what are you drinking? So it's funny because, you know, I plan to ask y'all that question, but I don't have a drink. Am so. I the only oh. one drinking something right now? <laughs> I have a peanut butter and jelly. That was like oh. the extent of me trying to prepare for Very my- nice. Wow, wow. Avery, this you're brave. Time. You're brave eating peanut butter while talking. Like that's a that's a yeah. bold endeavor. I'll definitely mute myself and spare you guys. So. <laughs> I love it though. PB and J's are great. All right then. Let's go ahead and <laughs> dive into today's episode topic, which is not about fellow. <laughs> 
Um, it is the next Fruit of the Spirit, Gentleness. So, ladies, let's go ahead and um, define this Fruit of the Spirit. What is Paul talking about when he says the word gentleness? Um, g- gentleness is generally described as meekness, but it doesn't mean weakness. So, meekness Ooh. and weakness, different word. It involves humility and thankfulness toward God and polite, restrained behavior towards others. The opposite would be anger. Um, And we see in Matthew 5, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed be the meek, meaning that happy or joyful are the meek, the humble, or the gentle. It kind of all means the same thing. It's a spiritual joy and a happiness rather than a physical blessedness. Hmm. Wow. I love how you brought up... um usually translated meekness um because that's it's funny i use in some of my notes i kind of interchangeably use the two so like meekness and Mm -hmm. gentleness um but what you were talking about avery is something that i also came across it's there's this like characterization that kind of sums up somebody who's gentle or meek and there's three specific things specifical hello there's there's, new word i'm just like it's the fellow move mug it puts words in my mouth there are three specifical um things that um i've found kind of through my study makes up somebody who is meek and there's this which are also found in scripture so there's a submissiveness to the will of god so Colossians 3.12 talks about put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. There's this teachableness aspect. So in James 1.21, it says, therefore put away all filthiness, rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So there's like this demeanor that you need to have, a meek, um, gentle demeanor that you must have in order to receive God's word and learn from it. Um, And then there's also that consideration of others. Avery, I think you talked about that. Um, But it talks about in Ephesians 4.12, equipping the saints for the work of ministry, for the building of the body of Christ. And with that comes somebody who is gentle and meek. And I think we're going to unpack that a little bit more. But there is that that disposition of an individual. Like, so if somebody is gentle or meek, they would be teachable, right? They would be submissive to God. Um, They would be considerate of others. And I think that is so evident in Jesus Christ himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Avery, when you were saying that it's the opposite of anger, I thought that that was specifically really, um, it, it goes with this quote that I found from Aristotle, actually. Um, I know, Ooh. we're getting we're getting fancy oh, wow. with philosophers, right? <laughs> um, in his book, Nicomachean Ethics, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I see, I, I said I don't know if I pronounced it right. I could have just pronounced it with an accent and y'all would have been like, okay. like. <laughs> but he says that gentleness describes the person who is in so much of control of himself that he is always angry at the right time and never angry at the wrong time. And I think that goes to show like anger itself, right, is not inherently sinful, but there's that righteous anger. But I think like what you're saying, like it's the opposite of anger. I think anger meaning like giving into your sinful flesh and being rash and being out, having outbursts and stuff. So like gentleness or meekness is that power under control, like you were saying. So I think that that really flowed nicely. Yeah, like um, I thought what you both had to say is really good defines it really well um 
And it's interesting because when I looked up the definition, I always like to look it up in the Oxford Dictionary just to mm-hmm. kind of see how modern English is defining it. And it all it said was mild-mannered or softness of action, which is not, you know, necessarily what you guys aren't saying, but just how the scriptural definition goes so much deeper. And it's, it really, not to get too deep, but it paints that dichotomy of all of this is like the fruits of the spirit are sanctifying works in our hearts. It's not just some outward thing that you're doing to be a better person. Right. Um, So anyways, I like what both of you had to say. I think it really hit that kind of uh, heart aspect of it of the word and not just this action that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, both of you kind of hinted at this. Can you be gentle and strong at the same time or are they in conflict with one another? I, it's interesting that Oxford dictionary definition that you read was it soft of heart or what was that part? Softness of action. Softness of action. Okay, so it's funny because I think with this question in view, can you be gentle and strong at the same time? The the answer is absolutely, right? Meekness mm-hmm. or gentleness is not the absence of power, but rather power under control, like Avery was saying. And Jesus Christ himself was meek, you know, as we see in Matthew eleven twenty nine, twenty one verse 5. And Paul himself in 2 Corinthians 10, 1, he entreats the Corinthians by, quote, the meekness and gentleness of Christ. And so I think... There's a great confusion of gentleness when you begin to talk about confrontation. And it's like that definition almost confirmed Mm -hmm. that. It's like the softness of like action or whatever. Because for some reason, I think it's tough. And I mean, for some reason, I think for a valid reason, it's tough for us to picture someone addressing conflict while simultaneously being gentle. In 2 Timothy 2, 23 through 25, Paul says, quote, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. Okay? So it does not say let everyone step over you like a welcome mat. It includes confrontation in correcting your opponents. So being meek or gentle does not give you a fast pass to be quiet and not stand up for what you believe in. But it does give you guidelines for how you must do that, namely with gentleness. Why? Because in the following verses in 2 Timothy, it tells us, quote, correcting his opponents with gentleness, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, end quote. So can you be gentle and strong at the same time? Absolutely. But keep in mind, just like we were talking about with anger, lashing out or being a jerk does not equate being strong, right? On the Mm -hmm. contrary, and I think this is really important, it takes more strength to be gentle than it does to cater to your sinful flesh and anger. Like, and that is so evident. Like, I, f- I find that in my own life. It's so, it takes so much more inward strength to refrain from saying something out of anger or being upset. Definitely. And I think this is something that we need to be reminded of, especially in the day of online argumentation, right? Like, right. that is just, it's, it's so hard to be gentle and meek in nowadays because it's, it, everything's at our fingertips. Like, if we want to respond to someone in that moment, we totally could. Yeah. Um, it's not like we're writing letters to people and we have to take the time to write the letter and then stamp it. And then it's sitting on our desk for a week before we actually mail it. And, mm-hmm. and I think that it's an advantage in some ways, but I think it's also a, a disadvantage. It, it really, um, it, I think capitalizes on that sinful desire that we have a lot of the time. Definitely. Yeah. I love that Alexa. And 
Um, I had something similar that you alluded to of just how, how strong of a person it takes to be truly gentle. Mm. Um, and I found this like cute little poem by Henry Longfellow that gives a great illustration of gentleness. Um, it's called the village blacksmith and, um, it gives the illustration of gentleness in the village blacksmith poem. Um, and he says the Smith, a mighty man is he with large and sinewy hands and the muscles of his brawny arms are strong as iron bands. However, in church, as he hears his daughter singing a hymn, the Smith is overcome with emotion and with his hard rough hand, he wipes a tear out of his eyes. And, um, it was just a picture of like earthly human gentleness, like might restrained humility and grace. It reminds me a lot of my dad and like how growing up I saw him as like, you know, this, um, strong and not just emotionally and mentally strong, but physically strong. But then my dad was able, and even as he's gotten older, I see that there's a lot of softness to him and things about the Lord make him tear up and cry and little things that, you know, mean a lot to him, make him emotional, but that doesn't make him weak. Mm. Um, so you can see that in strong men that, you know, or strong women, um, mm. but even more so we see it with Jesus, like you alluded to and how he is the, there's no greater example of meekness and gentleness and humility and strength than in mm. Jesus because he exhibited the ultimate example of meek, meekness when he submitted himself to God, even unto death on the cross. And so when we want that earthly, we have that earthly picture with strong people we know around us and leaders that um, lead well with strength, but have that gentleness to them. But when we want a hem- heavenly focus of like, how our gentleness and strength should intertwine, Jesus is the only perfect example. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, when the Bible is speaking of gentleness, you know, it's not referring to one personality type, like this person who is typically more gentle, this is for you. It's a command for all believers and Mm -hmm. gentleness is more than a personality trait from the spirit. It's part of our sanctification. Right. I read this quote from Focus on the Family. They said, gentleness is a strong hand with a soft touch. It is a tender, compassionate approach towards others' weaknesses and limitations. A gentle person still speaks truth, sometimes even very painful truth, but in doing so guards his tone so the truth can be well received. Um, So I thought that was just a good example mm-hmm. and Avery your poem kind of hit actually spot on with the strong hand with the soft touch mm-hmm. and yeah. the mentality I really yeah. like that and like you no need to reiterate but you both just really hit on how gentleness is not weakness and how Christ himself is the most gentle and meek uh example we can look to and the most powerful at the same time so mm-hmm. right which is um, really interesting because when Christ came, there was that, like, the Jewish leaders were not expecting him to come in that type of a demeanor. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> him being meek sets him apart in, and it's totally, like, it debunks their entire expectation of what they thought he would do. Like, he thought he was going to come and, like, kill the Romans and, like, lead an army and totally, like, ransack them for... Um, oppressing the Jewish people all these years and yet he came and he's meek and it's like 
Like, you're the Messiah? Mm. What? You know? And right. and he's mm. calling Matthew the tax collector and just so many different things. And I just feel like the whole meekness and gentle, gentle aspect of Christ. And, like, I think about the woman caught in adultery and mm. her being thrown at his feet. And talk about power under control. Like, he could have, like, blown her and all those people who accused her up. You know, like, because they're all condemned and they're all sinners. And that was the point. Like, these sinners are condemning this other sinner and yet they're not seeking forgiveness or not seeking whatever. But but he, like, stoops down to her level and says where are those who condemn you she's like Mm -hmm. like who who condemned you and she said no one lord and he says neither do i condemn you go and sin no more and it's just Mm -hmm. like that gentle like you think of strong hands and that that gentle spirit like totally Mm -hmm. like i i obviously all these fruits of the spirit describe jesus but i just feel like that this this attribute shines so much of his character to me Mm -hmm. at least personally yeah yeah, it reminds me of um, – I just got this picture while you're talking of Aslan on um, the Chronicles of Narnia and just how mm. he's a strong lion, but he mm-hmm. has – when he speaks, like, you could almost fall asleep listening to his voice. He's just mm-hmm. – he's strong and poised and eloquent, but there's this spirit of gentleness to where you trust him, and there's no – there's not a threat, but there's this healthy fear of him and mm-hmm. he's this careful um, protector and to all of those kids through the movie. Um, and it's just interesting that, like, we obviously have never seen Jesus face to face and we don't, you know, we've never heard his voice, you know, audibly. But we still get to he gives us this picture from from scripture that we get to picture that and we can feel that and we can know his gentleness from his word and we can feel it when he, you know, comforts us and brings us peace in the way that he sees us and knows us. And, um, I just think of that quality of him as being, you know, our Elroy, like he sees and knows. Yeah. Thank you both for sharing all of that. And so we know Christ is obviously the greatest example of gentleness as we've all just been talking about, but practically how can you and I, and the listeners um, be obedient with gentleness in day-to-day life. Um, what does that look like? Because in First Thessalonians 2, 7, Paul even says, but we were gentle among you. But what does that mean? Um, so I know we've hit on parts of this about like speaking the truth, but with gentleness, let's just see if we can flush it out a little bit more and create um, a holistic perspective. I found a really good quote that I want to share in regard to this whole discussion. It's from R.C. Trench's Synonyms for the New Testament. And um, he writes, yes, I know, but this is a good quote. (laughs) Check this out. He writes that gentleness does not consist in a person's, quote, outward behavior only, nor yet in his relations to his fellow man, as little in his mere disposition. Rather, it is an inwrought grace of the soul, and the exercises of it are first and chiefly towards God. It is that temper of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good, and therefore without disputing or resisting. So, like, and that was a lot to kind of, like, chew down, but it basically is, like, it's this inwrought grace of the soul, like he said, and... It's towards God chiefly. It is inward and it is outward, but chiefly it is us towards God. 
and it's that spirit in which we are able to accept his dealings with us as good and therefore without disputing or resisting. So how can we be obedient with gentleness in the day-to-day of life? Um, It is the humble and gentle disposition that allows us to submit every offense that we come into contact with. So talk about day-to-day life. It frees us from the cycle of rage and bitterness that fans the flame of our desires for revenge or retribution. And because of the Holy Spirit empowering us, we can join in imitating Jesus Christ, who himself is described as gentle and humble in heart, Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. So like Jesus, we're able to actively pursue meekness and gentleness to, open quote, wear them like a garment, like we were talking about from Colossians three twelve. And this is that daily mindful activity. And I think also, too, going back to James one twenty one, like we had mentioned, it says to receive with meekness the implanted word. So in other words, we need this disposition towards God if we are able to learn from and approach him. So that's a big deal, you know, like, so I think, I think that's definitely, um, I think that's something. And I think with that comes studying who God is, because I think when we look to him, we're then changed. Um, and it really like Avery, what you're talking about, that awe inspiring, respected fear, one would also say imposing grandeur, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, and I think that changes you. I think, I think it changes you and I think it has to happen. Like you cannot come to Christ through the word or through prayer, being prideful, Mm -hmm. being lofty. That's just not, that's not how it works. Yeah. I love that. And I found a similar quote from the Got Questions ministry that said, when we are filled with the Spirit's fruit of gentleness, we will correct correct others with easiness instead of arguing in resentment and anger, knowing that their salvation is far more important than our pride. 2 Timothy 2, 24-25, we will forgive readily because any offense toward us is nothing compared to our offenses against God. Offenses he's already forgiven, as we see in Matthew 18, 23-35. Competition will disappear as the goal becomes less about ourselves and more about preaching the gospel, Philippians 1, 15 through 18. John the Baptist was a fiery preacher, yet he exhibited true gentleness when he said, Jesus must become greater, I must become less, John three thirty. 30. Um, and I just thought that quote really spoke to the pride you're talking about, Alexa, because a lot of the time, at least in my life, when I... And like, why am I angry or why am I better towards this person? It, it comes from a root of pride. And mm-hmm. um, pride really is, you know, the root of most of our sins, if not all of them in some sense. And um, how convicting that gentleness gets dashed out when our pride and our selfishness becomes greater and becomes that idol over um, the Lord being able to work and the Holy Spirit being able to exhibit that gentleness through us. Um, And I was thinking a lot about that this weekend and just knowing that we were going to talk about gentleness and how often I like had pinches of or little moments of anger or bitterness with random things. You wouldn't even probably call them like large issues in any sense of the word. But when I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, wow, this really does all come from pride. And like, there isn't this fruit of gentleness in my life um, when I'm acting this way in whatever mm-hmm. situation. And um, I just challenge y'all to try to actively 
think through that yourselves when you are feeling angry. And we'll talk about it in our self-control episode because I don't want to go too much into righteous anger versus sinful Mm -hmm. anger and all of that because we're going to touch on that then. But um, just when you are angry, think through, like, am I exhibiting a spirit of gentleness? How can I exhibit that in the way of extinguishing this anger and putting on, like you were saying, Alexa, like a robe of gentleness over our hearts and our lives? Um, Because often when we take a step back, we realize our anger is so silly when um, we realize how much the Lord is not being magnified in the way that he could be if we were exhibiting gentleness to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both ladies for sharing that. Alexa, I thought the point about gentleness being first and foremost a heart stance towards God and that meekness that is required to uh, approach God and stuff. I've been reading through Leviticus and so mm-hmm. that really just reminded me of everything I've been reading. like the series of things that must be done in order to approach God in the Old Testament under the Mosaic law and how much Mm. meekness and humility and gentleness of spirit is required to approach um, God. It's, Mm. it really makes you step back and think about how now we have, we don't have to go to the tabernacle or the temple. Mm -hmm. We don't need a priest. We don't need blood from bulls and lambs and all this stuff. And it's like, but how much of our heart attitude has been forsaken along with those things? Mm. How many times do we go to God with, like you said, Avery pride or arrogance and, Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that. And we'll have to clip this article into our show notes because I, I listened desiring God has articles that they put on Spotify and you can just listen to them. And I like binge listen to them, like going on my one hour commute. It's so good. But you can also read them. So we can we can clip the article itself into our show notes. But Greg Morse wrote an article, and it was all about that. Like, oh. and he makes a comment about the Old Testament rituals, and he makes a he he says something in the article that just totally rocks your world. And he's like, God has not changed in holiness from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So like we're reading about all of these things that have to happen for man to commune with God. And now, and then he compares it to now. He's like, we are so content in staying at home with our slippers, watching church online. And we are not like so many Christians are so content in giving that reverence to God when we won't even interact with a mailman in that demeanor. Mm-hmm. And it's like the whole article is like literally I've listened to it in total probably six times um so wow. good we'll have to we'll have to clip it but have to link that. It, and that's not like at all really I mean it is but it isn't like what we're talking about but like since you brought yeah. it up I'm like okay everyone read this <laughs> article right now but yeah it's true it's it's true like yeah. that that demeanor that you come to with like to um commune with God like it's just it's everything like you need to know your place yeah, I'm excited to read that. It'll be really interesting. Um, and kind of switching gears and going to a different side of obedience, I guess, with gentleness would be um, daily surrendering our ability to judge what is best for us over God. That would be a form of gentleness. And John Piper says something like, he cares more about our character than our comfort. And we have to gently accept sometimes that he could use a means that we do not agree with. Um, or like to bring about Mm -hmm. sanctification 
and and his loving purposes in us and in others and that was convicting to me because I'm like wow how often am I like god how can this be good um Mm -hmm. and that's a form of pride too is you know thinking that we have an ability to judge and and know what's best for us over our, our mighty god and um I had never thought of that being a form of gentleness, but I think that's huge in my life and something that I need to really work on. Right. It's what the quote by R.C. Trench kind of like summarizes at the very end. It's like, it is that temper of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good and therefore mm-hmm. without dispute or resisting. Yeah. It's like it's so oof. crazy. It's all it's enveloping. So mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I really like that. Everything that you guys just said, I think you really presented a whole new, just really like blew out what gentleness really is, where you know, before I started looking at this podcast and stuff, I would have just said, oh, it's just being compassionate, being kind. Right. But it's really so much more than that. Mm. And again, as we always like to reiterate, it is a gift of the spirit, it is a fruit from the spirit. So this is right. not something that you work towards to be counted good with God. That has already been done by Christ on the cross. But if you are truly saved, you should be seeing these fruits in your life that are um, mm-hmm. part of your sanctification. Yeah. So unless either of y'all have anything that you would like to add, we can jump right into the IG hot seat. Let's go. All righty. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because my question that I prepared, you both have referenced Ooh. old series that we've done with imposing grandeur. Like Alexa, you said something about the attributes of God. Avery, you mentioned El Roy, the names of God, which was um, a blog series we did. Mm, Um, So my question is, what has been your favorite IG series, blogs or podcasts, which by the way, if you're listening, we used to do blogs Um, (laughs) and they're actually really good. If I don't mind (laughs) saying myself, but um, So go check those out if you want. But what is y'all's favorite series, podcast, or blog, and why? Oh, my goodness. Avery, do you know? To reiterate, we've done covenants, names of God, attributes of God. I could tell you the hardest one. Yeah. Okay. Sure, the hardest. I remember being in Bible college at Word of Life in upstate New York, and I had, like, like we were writing blogs at the time and I had like all these Bible papers and all these Bible tests to study for it. And, and meanwhile, I have this, I have both of y'all and me being like, we're going through the covenants and I had to write a, a blog on the Abrahamic covenant. And I don't know why, but that was always the hardest blog for me. Like, mm-hmm. cause there was so much, like so much and I just remember being like like slaving away at Bible college when I had all these other assignments to do. And I was like, I got to finish this blog. Like we, <laughs> we have to post for it. And and I just remember it. But but also like that was what, five years ago? Like, oh, my gosh, that's wild to even say. But I, I struggled a lot with consolidating, like taking a really big thing and especially with scripture like you could like even what we were saying right here we were talking about gentleness but we end up talking about like disposition towards the lord and like leviticus Mm -hmm. like what you know there's so many roots that you can go yeah and so i was struggling with that with the abrahamic covenant like where do i stop like what bunny trails are worth taking what aren't you know and and i just remember wrestling that blog like a beast like like, so (laughs) if you go back i haven't read it since 
So we'll have, I, to, I don't, we'll have to link it for sure. Yeah, y'all can link it. I'm not going to promise like amazing writing ability because I've grown a lot since, but but I just remember that was probably like the hardest one. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I guess I kind of modified your question a little bit, but I've, because I've loved, I've loved a lot of what we've done, you know, like I, yeah. I really love the attributes of God. I, for as long winded as this fruits of the spirit series has been, I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. but yeah, the Abrahamic covenant blog was definitely the hardest. <laughs> yeah. I remember I like that. that route you took. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of good that we have like both the hardest and like one of the most fun. I feel like that one was the hardest for me too, but I learned the most in it because it wasn't like a very common thing to read about, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. Or like, you know, it was a little more creative than than most of like the podcasts and blog ideas I see. But I think my favorite was the names and attributes of God. I think it was just like really practical and easy to remember and things that you could just short like say – you know, Jehovah Shema, God is there, like Elroy, God who sees, like there's still those names come to mind when um, I, and that was like four or five years ago and they still come to mind and um, the attributes of God too. I think it was just beautiful Mm, to like learn more of who God is and how he's so much not like us at all. And and, um, Mm -hmm. that one was a really good one too. And a great segue into the fruits of the spirit because um, yeah. we got to, you know, focus so much on his attributes and then shift to the fruits and like, you know, the way the Holy Spirit enables us, which was really cool too. So I really have been attached to all of them in different ways, yeah. but I mm-hmm. think the names of God was my top. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, it's Annie? Funny. Are you I'm looking good. up my Abrahamic covenant blog? No, I'm actually scrolling. Oh, well, okay. I see your eyes on I the was computer like- screen. <laughs> There's so many that I forgot about. Like, I didn't even know we did a psalm series. <laughs> like, we did? Was, I do yeah, remember that. Blogs. I do remember yeah. that. And I, I remember one of those blogs that I wrote in particular. I was like, I really like this. <laughs> no, we should make a roundtable, y'all. A roundtable episode of us digging up our old blogs and, like, talking about uh-huh. them. That'll be fun. I mean, some of these are, like, almost five years old, which is crazy. It's so sweet. Um, I feel like I'm I'm reading like works from my little sister. Like I know. Oh, I've grown so much. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, looking back, I'm gonna throw it back to a blog and say that I really liked our Christmas series. Oh, I remember yes. that. Yeah. It's at least the picture art for it is beautiful. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we also did Thanks. that one blog series where we had Summer Yeager on and my friend Taylor uh-huh. and my mom. They all seasons of change or something like that. Yes, yeah. I'm looking at that right now. That, that was, was a, a fun really one. fun. I, I love how we're just advertising our blog right now. <laughs> <laughs> our blog that's five years old. <laughs> we don't even know what we wrote on it. Yeah, Summer <laughs> Yeager from Sheologians, good friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> sister podcast no but yeah anyway. wow some of these so, are really yeah I liked the the Christmas ones are called it was three um preparing our hearts yeah so I guess that's like getting ready for Christmas and then mm-hmm. Mary did you know I do remember that one and then oh holy night which I wrote that one and I that one 
I really liked because now every time I hear the song, I think of a different. Uh huh. It's funny. I know you really like that because I remember you shared it on Facebook, and um, well, this isn't to say that you really liked it, but your grandma or something like shared it and commented or something. I remember your mom and your grandma really liked it too, or something. Aww. I just I don't know. I don't know why that stuck with me. <laughs> But I saw it on my feed for like a good 48 hours because people were sharing it. <laughs> it was Aww. sweet though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways, thank you for joining us down memory lane, ladies. I had fun yeah, looking at fun. all of our old stuff. That was a good question. Yeah, it thank was. you. Uh, my old question was going to be what's your favorite drink? But I was like, come on. I can be better. <laughs> well, anyways, um, until next time, ladies. Um, look forward to our next episode, which will be our final fruits of the spirit, self-control. But until then, talk to y'all later. Bye. See ya.